little bit. So obviously the question has been, where have I been for a year? And the answer is here, same place I've always been. <laughs> I just got kind of burnt out at the end of House of the Dragon. Um, that was a lot. Like the channel grew by a massive amount. The attention I was getting like exploded. Effort that went into it was, you know, high. <laughs> I was doing basically like no sleep, two and a half jobs at the same time. And I just kind of didn't want to do YouTube for a while. Plus some other like personal things came up, but that's kind of how it goes. What do we got in the chat? We got some uh, normal, some of the normal people from a year ago, last time I was on stream. Actually, some of you probably saw me on um, other people's, which I admit was a little weird that I went on other streams and didn't go on my own. But in fairness, I didn't have to do anything for those. I just had to show up and talk. So in a way, it was way easier. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys saw. Oh, I'm very bad at this, as someone in the chat can attest. Like, trying to figure out where I am in a camera. I bought Oathkeeper. That's an actual replica of Oathkeeper, Brienne's sword. Um, and some new books and stuff have showed up behind me. Cool. I actually just want to, like, take the camera and focus right there for the entire time. And we could not look at me. Nobody will be, nobody will be looking at me. It'll just be the sword the entire time. That'll be pretty cool. Yes, Tanya Newhouse. Newhouse. I was living my life. Sort of. Does binge watching Ted Lasso count as living my life? Maybe. Uh, and then also Breaking Bad. No, not Breaking Bad. Uh, Better Call Saul. I binge watched three seasons of Better Call Saul in like a week. It was a crazy time. And we're building back up to it again. <laughs> as you've seen, I recently, my God, you guys, I released a video. This guy, this guy released a video. Should go watch it. It's pretty good. I changed the name a couple times because um, people were complaining that I spoiled them on a plot point from a year ago. But sure, it's about um, what exactly happened to kill Luke um, <laughs> with Boros and the it, it kind of ended up turning up into like a sneak history of the problems between the Baratheons, the Targaryens. I think it's really good. I think more people should watch it. But, you know, that's just my missing the quarantine streams. <laughs> God help us, I do not want to go back to quarantine streams. What a time that was. Um, oh, hey, Aaron. Uh, Mistress of Hammer shows up. Or did a Secrets of the Citadel. She's still around. She, like, still somewhere nearby, adjacent to a Song of Ice and Fire fandom, but not exactly making things anymore. I forget what she is she's doing. Gray area told me, I think. Yeah, poor little Luke Strong. Rip. Oh, thank you, Marigold and Muse. I learned a lot too, actually making it. I was like, I kind of forgot a lot of stuff about like the history of the Baratheons and how they interact with Targaryens and like all this like history that bundles up into a ball and you can see George R. R. Martin cackling behind it going, <laughs> look at the crazy shit I did to these people and how I made them fight, even though they're family. And then you see like, all the ways it connects to the main bunch of different characters. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. She deleted all of her videos. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, Blackwood stuff is coming back. Don't you worry. We're doing, this is going to be the most Blackwood you've ever seen. I did like five streams on the Blackwoods. There's more coming. You don't even know. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Um, I, I, the working... I'm going to make like an actual produced video on it. And the working name for it in my head is hardcore history house Blackwood. But I think I might get sued if I name it that. So, but that's kind of the idea. Um, 
I'm I'm kind of debating in my head how much I'm gonna do. Is it gonna be like, am I gonna do full previews on all the characters, knowing a lot? Or am I just gonna do a history of the Blackwoods themselves? Talk about like the Warg King and Sea Dragon Point, how they got there. Do I also include the stuff from A Feast for Crows? Because that's not super relevant to House of the Dragon people, because it's not in it. That could just be a different one. I've got a lot of ideas. Don't you worry. Yeah, Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin's going to show up and sue my ass for titling something hardcore history. Hey, Cursey Angel. How's it going? You think we should actually like talk about the teaser, I guess? I wasn't going to do a stream on this because I saw the thing yesterday and it was like 75 seconds long. I'm like, wow, guys, really went all out on this teaser. Really going to extract a lot of information from it. I mean, kind of. I wrote up mostly joke. We can talk about like real stuff in it. Winds of Winter coming out. Uh, that is a video. That is another video I have like half written that I've read The Winds of Winter. It's actually on my bookshelf behind me if you're clever enough to see it. Um, there's some stuff here. This is the weird thing about doing a teaser for like something based on fire and blood. A lot of it is just sort of like matching up what you know already happens to what they're showing and then being like, that's what that must be. And then you look like a dick in about three months when it shows up and what it actually is. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I thought it was. And then they go like, <laughs> oh, by the way, Aegon had a prophecy and oh, by the way, Viserys saw it. And it's like, guesses destroyed. Actually, no, I kind of had that one early on and then everyone leaked it. That was a fun week. Um, no, uh, Laura, I saw that the, they were going to post it today and it was going to be 75 seconds long. I was like, Three hours of content on 75 seconds? Only if it's about, only if it's 75 seconds of House Blackwood. Boom! I could I actually probably could do that. Um, it wouldn't be any good, but I I definitely could do it. Um, in case you can't tell, I'm self I grew a beard since the last time I was on camera. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Look any good? I don't know. Kind of think so. Wish it was less patchy. One's in chat if my beard looks good. Thank you. Feed the ego. <laughs> uh let's see here let's go to the start of the trailer so that's kind of been catching up um lots more videos coming next one's gonna be about aemond um and the dragon bond because i want to talk about it so i finally found a reason to do it that'll be a good one also my hair is very long at the moment i should probably get a haircut impeccable oh my goodness thank look at all these ones in the chat fuck yeah uh oh i just got demonetized for that one damn Oh, well, I wasn't going to make much off this anyway. Less patch face. <laughs> My beard went into the sea and out again. Um, oh, yeah. Also, like the stream, please and thank you. Um, I haven't done the hat thing for a while, but if we get like, I don't know, 100 likes. Sure, we'll say that. I don't even remember what I used to say. It's been so long. 100 likes, I'll put on a silly hat. Although, do you really want to me cover up this beautiful hair? <laughs> Oh, that's right. I was nervous about growing in the slack because it was super patchy. Um, video about Damon. Do I have a video about Damon? Sort of. The Aemon one will talk about him. Um, Al Witch Queen Alice. I need to do one before the season comes out, but I know they're going to blow apart whatever I put onto, into, the screen, into the video because she's so mysterious. It's going to be one of those things where we're going to have to choose the truth, and whatever I choose will be the wrong one. Oh, thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for the compliments, you guys. All right, I guess I'll keep it. Maybe one day I'll actually grow in all the way. Um, all right, this teaser trailer. Look at that, I did a thing. I, um, 
in the in-between, I upgraded my computer and I lost a lot of stuff, but most importantly, I lost all my OBS settings. So I had to redo some of them right now. I actually lost a bunch of my videos, um, like the Laris one. Most of the ones during House of the Dragon, I don't even have the files anymore. They got lost in a, in a bungled hard drive mistake. So that sucked. Um, so <laughs> some of that stuff is just gone, including my OBS backgrounds. Maybe I'll make some or ask Sanry to do it. Where is she, by the way? Egg, where's Sanry? Go find her. Egg six, I see you there. Like in the beard. <laughs> this is going to be the worst live stream I've ever made. Or the best. Could go either way. Um, the other thing about, well, okay, so the other thing about doing an Alice Rivers video is that it's super spoilery. So it's like, how much could I actually put in? Do I just start at the beginning and just say like, by the way, massive spoilers. <laughs> if you watch this, you're going to know everything that happens to her and most of the Dance of the Dragons. Um, maybe could do that. I always forget to say spoilers at the start of my video, but usually it's like, I don't know. It's something to think about. It's on the list. All right. So 75 seconds of trailer. Let, let's, let's go through this frame at a time. Uh, also, by the way, pro tip, if you're doing this, especially if you're like a, a content person, um, always turn on the closed captioning for the videos straight from HBO. They actually caption them super well and they give you the character names. So you don't go like, ah, oh, was that Corlys? Who the hell was, who's saying this? Especially as they're like interweaving voices, it will always tell you who's saying it, which makes it super easy. I have to say Dark Star three times. Um, I, ooh, I think I could say it three times. Um, what could I, how can I do this? Maybe, Egg, can you send me on Discord? Um, Sanri's Dark Star fan art, and then I'll I'll um let her know that I'm blackmailing her. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> hey Bernie, uh, Quinn the GM, what's up, buddy? Oh, thank you for the compliment, Lucerus video. I actually got a lot of video, a lot of views for off season and a year late. <laughs> Maybe we'll just keep going higher. I mean, fingers crossed. Shit happens. That happened during last season. A lot of people that subscribed, they didn't just watch the new videos. They watched like old videos. The House Strong one like quintupled or something like that. Uh, quin, quintupled. So yeah, it'll go up eventually. They're all, eventually they'll all pop off. All right, so. <laughs> so start of the trailer, Otto Hightower. This one actually made me laugh the hardest <laughs> when I was watching the trailer. Otto Hightower, errors are made in the hours following King Viserys' death. I think a lot of people read this line and said to themselves, you know, Otto, I agree. Look at all these terrible things that happened. Luke died, like, Rhaenys killed a whole bunch of people with her dragon, and, like, a war is gonna start, and Rhaenyra is pissed at you, and you know for a fact that is not what Otto Hightower meant. Otto Hightower is probably like, Boy, if we had just like straight up assassinated Rainey's right then and there and then taken Vagar, am I spoiling now? Uh, there will be some mild spoilers. Um, I'm not going to talk in depth about anything I know that's going to happen. I'll just name drop it. And if you want to look it up, you can. So that's your warning. Um, also, you can just buy fire and blood and know it's coming. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was probably like. We should just get Sunfire and Vagar, and we should have gone straight over to Dragonstone and napalmed the island and killed them and gotten this out of the way. 
that's probably the uh, the mistake and the errors that Otto's talking about, not the like the ones that normal moral people would talk about. <laughs> no mistakes made by Otto Hightower. That's right. Um, <laughs> just unbelievable. Um, no chance. No chance he meant any of his plans. He's probably like, if only we were more ruthless. <laughs> the Otto Hightower way. We could have killed more people. We could have thrown more people in jail and not let anybody out. That would have done it. Just murder Rainies right away. Just sneak in there and just go stabby on her. Stabby, 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 stabby. That's how Rainies goes out. Um, I mean, he could be, yeah, that's true lore. He could be talking about Luke, but it's definitely not a concern for the boy's life. He's probably just like, ooh, I wanted to win a paper war, not a real war. I wanted to have like all the allies lined up against Rhaenyra so she gives up and we win without a fight. It's gonna be like, damn, now there's a real war. Bummer. That sucks for me, Otto Hightower, who's a dick. You can quote me on that one. Quote. <laughs> um, I also, obviously Rhaenyra is standing here. This is Shipbreaker Bay. Over here, we've got Storm's End. Um, the whole castle itself. So I don't remember this from Fire and Blood. This is probably a new thing uh, that she flew down there on Cyrax and is apparently looking for Luke's body. I got. I, I don't know why else she would be here. Maybe to yell at Boros Baratheon. Um, that's actually something I put in my video that I was kind of hopeful about. I'm like, he doesn't. I really want him to like phase Rhaenyra and explain what he did. Like, hey man, why'd my son die? Whoa. Vagar was there, and also history, and I don't really know you. This is why. But you know, it'd be better writing than that. Although, I am available for hiring House of the Dragon. You can totally, totally <laughs> put me in charge of dialogue with that. Um, the white dot? What white dot? What are you talking about? I don't really know. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good change that she does it. She gets on Cyrax and goes looking for him. Um, but also I wanted to point out that if you look at Storm's End, just the way it's shaped, it does definitely does look like an enormous dildo. I mean, it even looks kind of ribbed for her pleasure. And that's not something I ever thought about Storm's End before, but thanks to this trailer, now I do. Now I think about that. Looks like just like she's looking longingly at a huge dick in the background. Just right there. Got a little reservoir tip on it. Great design. It really does look like a gigantic dick. <laughs> I hope somebody just tuned in right now for that. <laughs> I know you guys have been missing these. <laughs> just, just look at it, guys. Oh, it's over here. <laughs> that's a good one uh average jesus mother of mother hen Woo. Woo. i know these are great points being made rusar <laughs> um oh that's the same shame about sanry i'm definitely gonna leak her dark star artwork like i'm gonna put it straight up on chat i'm gonna put it on the screen so everyone can see her secret shame <laughs> I've been holding, yeah, I've been holding back for a year, and this is what I start off with. <laughs> uh, but you know, seriously, the interactions between her and Boros are very, very important for what's going on in the future, and how he's going to explain himself and what she's really going to do about it. Because 
What happens to Boros after the death of, death of Luke is going to inform future vassals who disobey her. The cost is going to be set with whatever happens here. She's right there. She's going to see him. Um, is he going to grovel at her feet? Is he going to be a? Um, <laughs> is he going to be an asshole like he was to Luke? Is that going to change because Aemon and Vagar are no longer there? Is he now going to respect biggest dragon diplomacy? I don't know. It would. Um, what's going to happen there? And also the fact that like Aemon did not leave with his bride, so they are not married. So like I said in the video, there's a lot of opportunity here for a lot of backtracking. So there you go. <laughs> After my elite analysis on the shape of Storm's End, I actually gave you something real there. Um, let's see here. Oh, or in Rhaenyra, she also looks, looks like there's like smoke on her face or something. I mean, definitely looks like she's been crying. She's got the puffy look around her eyes. Um, <laughs> Not sure why there would be smoke on her face. A little curious. Maybe she's just dirty. Um, I tried to stop aiming, but he threatened me. Yeah, good luck with that one. That one's really going to fly with Rhaenyra Targaryen. Um, the art you showed last time was my personal favorite. Sandry's? Oh, this would be your favorite if I showed it, which I won't because my channel will get demonetized, but I might. I might post it on. No, I won't. Maybe. No, nah, no. Maybe. Uh, oh yeah, Quinn the GM says maybe Luke survived as a fisherman, like Mushroom said. Yeah, that's a thing that's been going around. I've been seeing a lot of comments like that, and I don't know if that's a show leak or if that's just like people with wishful thinking. They're like, Luke's still alive. I'm like, I don't know. It looked like he smushed pretty good. But you know, they unexpectedly made Lanor Valarian survive. So there's all these, there is chances that that would happen. I don't know why Luke would do that, but who knows? He's a, maybe he wakes up from amnesia and he's like, who am I? You've always been my son. You're a fisherman. Um, I don't know. I would be surprised if he lives. Then again, I was surprised when Lenor lived too. So maybe no Valarians die in this war. Maybe they all just grow <laughs> off to have other lives. So yeah, this is big trouble for Boros. Um, real big trouble Baratheons are going to have to do some real big backpedaling if only if only Rhaenys had gone instead <laughs> Luke survived would be nuts um let's move forward a little bit so Otto's talking about the errors I love <laughs> this one they like to foreboding foreboding music plays uh we're back baby foreboding music is playing I should put that on my videos more like as captions, just foreboding music <laughs> kills me. Uh, so we got Aegon walking in with his bros behind him. Uh, let's move forward a little bit. So people ask me who these guys are. I don't know. They just kind of look like shitheads because Aegon's with them. Um, the other thing was, hang on, let me go back. So a lot of the people here are here by uh, because at Sword Point. That was kind of a thing in the last couple episodes where. They got them all in a room and said, all right, swear fealty or are you dead? And that's who a lot of these people are. Um, some of them try to go the other way. Some don't. Um, this is going to be the worst coronation, post-coronation, like, moment of all time. Because everyone's going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be like Magor. Magor stops me. Like, yeah, you're king. Don't stab me. Just a lot. Yeah, just a lot of goons around Aegon. He's a very goonish guy. Just guys being goons. Um, 
Oh yeah. So who exactly are the guys behind him? I don't know. One of the guys on the left has red hair. So, um, I don't, I don't remember enough about who's in Aegon's court. Uh, red hair suggests Connington or actually the reins are alive at this point. So it could be a rain, uh, unless it, it just happens to be a redheaded dude. The other guy has a huge forehead. So Stormlander, sure. Why not? <laughs> the Stormlands, um, are not super cohesive at this point. I mean, they look like nobles. They're wearing swords. They've got cool things on their chests. So probably not just dudes, but uh, the king in front of the king's guard. I also love the detail. I put this on Twitter. The fact that his crown is just like cartoonishly way too big for his head. It it just doesn't look right. It looks like. Um, the way I said it on, on Twitter and on my uh, YouTube thing, I was like, it looks like he stole this from his dad's closet as a little kid and tried it on. Like, you ever put on your dad's shoes and you try to walk around and you can't really do it because they're way too big? Um, that's what it kind of looks like with Aegon's, Aegon the Conqueror's crown on his head. You can almost sort of see that they stuffed his wig around the edges so that it's actually staying on his head and not just falling straight down onto his shoulders. Um, it's... <laughs> I actually think it's a character choice. I think they're doing it on purpose to show that, um, you know, the crown doesn't really fit on his head. Read into that however you want to. It's the same thing in Fire and Blood that they talk about with Rhaenyra, that she gets, like, cut by the... She gets cut by the Iron Throne, and oh my god, that means she's not worthy of sitting on it. The same thing happened with Viserys. Yes, basic Stormlanders 1 and 2. Yeah, Stormlanders confirmed huge foreheads. Um, it, it just doesn't look right on his head. And you know they can because Rhaenyra's looks perfect. So this is a this is on purpose. Um, so it's the same kind of thing. The, the, yeah, he, he's not deserving of wearing the crown. It doesn't sit well on his head. Um, they could make this look good and they're choosing they're choosing to make it look goofy, which I appreciate. This is the MCR. Is is he Gerard Way? An an interesting question. Does he jam out to <laughs> The Black Parade. Yes, he does. Thank you, Scott. Great water watch. Excellent. Um, needs a thick head. Yeah, dude's been bulking. Um, foreboding music play. <laughs> I want a high-res version of this because this is just like a perfect meme for Aegon. <laughs> for the foreboding the foreboding music is like teenagers by MCR. Amazing stuff. Also, hello everybody. There's 210 people of you watching. Hey. Welcome. Um, Zeb uh, Dykus, Dykus got sent here by Alt-Shift-X about a year ago. Been watching ever since. First time in chat. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, Alt-Shift uh, loves watching my stuff. Uh, watches actually a surprising amount of it. Um, he may even be here right now. Are you there, Alt-Shift-X? Maybe. Actually, he's probably making his uh, breakdown right now, but you don't know. You don't know. I lurk in people's chats all the time. I just never say anything. And then people say something about me. I'm like, Hi, how's it going? Anyway, hi all Shifex, how's it going? Um, so, oh, 100 likes. Actually, uh, I don't super feel like wearing a hat today. Um, so what can I do for 100 likes? That would be fun. Oh, there we go. So this is the sword I bought. This is what we're gonna do for 100 likes. <laughs> uh, I bought this from Jalic Blades, AKA Valyrian Steel. It's Oathkeeper, the actual book version of Oathkeeper. Um, not the one they did in the show. So it's 
red with swirls of black in it. It's kind of heavy. No edge on it, unlike MZR. Got a cool, don't hit anything matte. Cool, cool, cool. It's got a lion head on the top of it. It's got a nice pommel and stuff. It actually feels kind of good. I am a massive dork. I, I know this. I'm holding my sword and showing it to my chat as I talk about a teaser. I know who I am. <laughs> uh, so it's really cool. And it also came with um, the Duncan the Tall shield that Bran wields. So I thought about getting like ice or I thought about getting Blackfire or something like that. Um, but between Brienne and Duncan the Tall, my decision was made for me. So I've been thinking about this for a couple years and I picked it up the other day. So if you're wondering why there's a sword, it's a real one. It's not a foam one. <laughs> That's what it is. Is it spellforged? Will it help you kill zombies? It might. I'm actually going to do a video about Oathkeeper. I have videos about everything. Don't you worry. All right, let me see if I can put this back up on the wall without breaking my shit. Oh, success. <laughs> uh, you should get them. They're pretty cool. Also, by the way, threadless stuff. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, I put up some new designs on my threadless shop. This is one of them. How's Blackwood? Fuck around and find out. Uh, there's another version uh, with our roots run deep. There's also, hang on, let me go get them. One second. I own these things. I'm going to trip over something. <laughs> All right. So this is the Helena one. Oh, yeah. With Dreamfire. Hang on. I am not, I haven't streamed in a long time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, with Dreamfire, her centipede, and a spider down there. So her as a Pokemon trainer before the awful things happen. The good times. So you can get those at my Threadless shop, threadless.jomagician.com um, or jomagician.threadless.com. I forgot which one. They might be still be doing sales. Honestly, this, this just feels right. Um, especially with all the Blackwoods coming up. There is no other Blackwood merchandise out there. You want some, this is where you get it. Oh, I could enlarge my screen. That's a good call, Bernie. <laughs> Hang on. There you go. <laughs> I'm an idiot. There we go. Bug girl Helena. And then, there you go. Ooh, there you go. My head's in here, but you got, I can still talk. Wom Blackwood. Nailed it. <laughs> my house strong one's in the wash, so I can't show you it. An excellent streamer. A, <laughs> worthy of, oh, no, come back. Oh, skipped ahead too far. Will we see Blackwood Kid grow up in season two? I don't know. He might. Um, I hope so. Uh, oh, super chat from Ranabir Mitra. Uh, five pounds. So happy to catch you live for the first time. This is for all your work and especially the Rob Stark video. Watched it seven times. Cheers, Matt. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, I assume you mean the Rob Stark comeback from the dead one? That one is pretty sweet. I will agree with you there. Um, Rob Stark coming back from the dead. A plus work. Thank Way to go, Joe Magician. That's right. I'm thinking myself. Thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it, buddy. Um, hang on. Where was I? We should probably like move ahead with the teaser stuff. So, oh, hang on. Let me drop the link in the chat. <laughs> so like people know where to go because I'm not an idiot. There you go. I'm alive. That's right. Uh, a German looking name I cannot pronounce. Rathcliffe. That's what I can do. Um, yep. Yeah. There's also the house strong one, which is actually, I can probably... Let me see if I can find. Uh, we definitely have. There we go. That's the house strong one. The seed is strong. 
Uh, you can see here, you got you got Luca Morstrong. Um, you got oh, that's that's gonna be uh, what, what is his name? Um, well, that's Alice Rivers. That's Harwin. That Harwin's dad's name. How, how am I forgetting this? Um, Jesus Christ, I am. How am I a content creator? How do I do this poorly? Is the answer in case anybody wants to catch Lionel Strong? Jesus Christ. So Lionel Strong, Alice Rivers, Breakbones for Harwin Strong. Then we got the Blue Winter Rose for Jace. We have a Missing Eye for Luke. We have the Wooden Swords for Joffrey. We have the Duncan the Tall sigil. And then we have Brienne of Tarth. Um, am I back now? Yes, I am, Ryan Walker. So that's also available on the, on the uh, Threadless Shop as a design. My tank top I got with it, so I work out with it because I'm so strong, is in the walk. So anyway, all right, let's go. Actually, you couldn't see that. You just saw me looking up at the screen the whole time. I am a moron. There, there it is. Nope, nope, nope. Just not even thinking about it. Just gonna, just gonna show it here, and then we're gonna <laughs> keep moving on through the teaser. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope you're all enjoying this as much as I am. I'm having a good time. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So, Lucamar, Lionel, Alice, Breakbones. Jace, Luke, Joffrey, Duncan, Brienne, and then there's Laris there lighting the house on fire because that's what Laris does. All right. Anyway, back to the teaser. Uh, so let's see here. This one, we have Allison Hightower starting to say her line. She says, the war will be fought and many will die. We have Damon. He's at Heron Hall here. He's wearing his armor. This is part of um, Damon's rogue prince phase, as we will start to say it. He just kind of like fucks off for a while or screws off demonetized twice. I'm going to be demonetized again for this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just, um, he looks like he has things to do. He really doesn't. Um, Damon's is kind of a wild card at this point. Wow. By George R. R. Martin. He looks cool. And I, <laughs> it's going to be kind of funny seeing what Matt Smith does during this season. Cause he really doesn't have a lot to do but he really wants to do all of it. It's sort of like he just ends up chasing his tail for a while, wearing his armor the whole time, just like looking for stuff to do and people to fight and just has a hard time with it. Poor Damon. All he wants to do is kill people. Moving forward, uh, overlooking a camp. Um, hard to tell. Well, that's the blacks. That's the normal Targaryen banner, but it's hard to tell at this point unless they like rushed out banners across the realm. This could be Rhaenyra's forces. This could be the Greens' forces. Um, <laughs> doesn't super matter. I mean, there's a wall there. Looks maybe they're in the veil. I don't really know. Hard to tell from this angle. Damon cut the brakes of his own car. Yeah, there are no brakes on Damon's ride. He is. He just puts his foot to the floor. But you know, they're massing. Uh, ravens are going out. War is coming. Tents. There's lots of tents. Count how many tents there are. Oh, they actually said that during uh, Game of Thrones. They were like, tents there are. And that means how many soldiers there are. It was a good moment that I don't remember. All right. So here we have the high tower forces um, looking like dorks. Definitely looking like dorks. No face shield. Don't care about their faces. Um, very much looking like dorks. Also funny, funny story. I talked about this during my high tower videos uh, or streams about them. The high towers basically almost never go to war or they haven't in a long time. So even though they have a ton of troops, they don't know a lot about how, how 
Like they surrendered during the conquest. Um, they surrendered a bunch of times. They got sacked by the Danes. And that's kind of been their history. So there's going to be a lot of high tower forces and they are going to be knowing nothing about what they're doing. <laughs> they're, they're not any good at it. There's just a lot of them. Yes, that's right, Jen. Oh, hey, Jen. How's it going? Fellow mod, former mod of A Song of Ice and Fire, Jen Snow in the chat. The Jen Snow, the one that free folk. Uh, Owen Martian would estimate the amount of soldiers in that camp. Damn it, he would have speak softly and carry a big stick. Uh, not so much about the big stick. There's just a lot of them and they suck. So get ready for that. This is going to be one of those things where <laughs> they're just going to get, they're just going to get pounded. It's like mostly because they look like dorks. Way to go, high tower forces. Yeah, you can see, just going back for miles and miles behind them. Um, this is not going to be like the Valarian troops who have spent the last few years fighting in the Stepstones. This is not going to be like the um, Stormlanders who, who have spent generations fighting the Dornish. This is not going to be even like the Riverlanders or the Northmen, like the Winter Wolves. They're going to be awesome. These, these guys are the Knights of Summer. They are going to get their get their dorky helmets kicked off their heads pretty fast, which is part of the reason the high towers usually don't go to work very often. They know they will probably lose. A uh, good call, Aaron. If your enemy has dragons, don't go in a straight line. Yeah. 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 Don't do that. Uh, here we see more high tower forces, but these are actually not high towers. If you look at the shields, we can see here, we've got uh, the green and the sheep of house Stokeworth. And we've got the, um, red arrow thingies that have a name that I don't know. Actually, if actually Jen might actually know this and then a little stars. So this is house rods. Um, so these are Crownlander have, um, unfortunately been gang sort of thrown into Aegon's army because Lords Stokeworth and Rosby were among the, were among those that were taken hostage at court after Viserys died. And they were basically forced on their sword point to swear for Aegon. So these are their troops. None of them are happy about it. Nobody wants to be there. And they're, they have a sheep on their shield. So things are not going to go well. Chevrons, that's it. Rosby and Stokeworth. Yep. Um, there should be Darklin around here somewhere. Uh, maybe they're just out of frame. But those are the three main crown land. And they just kind of get punched around a lot. <laughs> it's, it's not great. Then we have Otto Hightower. He's scheming in front of a fire. Why is he always scheming? Scheme less, Otto. Do more. Scheme less. Um, also, while this is happening, Allison is also playing in the background, but I can't play it because it will echo. But it's the implication here is that she's talking to Otto and she's being like, Father, all these people are going to die. She's not talking to Otto. We're going to see it in a second. Um, he's just like dealing with the fact that the war he helps start is actually going to happen. Um, <laughs> that's true. Anders, most of the troops wouldn't want to be there, but those guys really don't want to be there. They want to be on the side of the blacks, but they're forced to be on the side of the greens or else their lords die. So even among medieval troops that don't want to be there, they really don't want to be there. Yeah. Otto, this is like, um, this is your war and oh no. Oh, my family might die and lots of people are going to die. It's like, maybe you shouldn't have done it, you dick. Anyway, moving on. So here it is. Allison saying many will die. The implication is she's talking to Otto because of the similar room. But you can see here with the cane, she's actually talking to Lara Strong. So they have, um, 
continued their relationship. And apparently Laris is still serving as her confidant. I can't see her feet, but you have to assume that her uh, stockings are off because that's Laris's whole thing. Gross. Unless those are her stockings in her hand, in which case I don't want to think about what Laris is doing. There we go. Uh, where's Daron? Unclear. He's not in the trailer. At least I didn't see him. Um, so this could be a gross scene. I'm hoping at some point Allison flips the whole situation on Laris, but unlikely. She's going to need him more than ever now, which means his power has only grown. And I mean, just the look on her face tells me that this has probably been a gross. <laughs> That's right, Sue. Oh, Watchers on the Wall, Susan Miller. Rest in peace, Watchers on the Wall. But yeah, that's not going to go well. Uh, let's see here. Many will die. Way to go, Allison. So here we see, could be Shipbreaker Bay. I don't know why. I'll, we see a bunch of fishermen who are hauling stuff out of the water. Um, this could be them trying to find Luke's body and Arax's body. They appear to be dragging big things. So um, that could be what's going on here. Maybe they found his corpse. Or they could just be uh, finding some oysters, clams, and cockles. Because... That would be a fun thing to call back to, right? Right? Everyone loves Arya and Bravos from Game of Thrones. It was the best time. I hope that this is, I hope this right here is this oysters. That's clams and those are the cockles. So looking forward to that. <laughs> um, so Kristen is here executing a dude as Kristen continues his bloodlust for, hey, I guess he could just get laid. And this would probably be over, but he continues to kill things, which is a bummer crime here is that he executed his beautiful hair. Look how short his hair is. He had fabulous locks. He was crushing it on the hair front. And now he has cut his hair as he has gotten angrier. And that, that is the true crime. The hair, the hair is the true crime. Rest in peace, Kristen's beautiful hair. Mm, such a shame. And then, then obviously this guy dies. That's a bummer. Um, Kristen kills a lot of people. But he looks like a dork while he's doing it. Um, where do you go, Fabian? And boom. Oh, look, the head turned into a ball. This appears to be Allison. I guess she has a small council ball that she's spinning, which is fair because that's what I would have done if I had one of those things. I would have spent the whole meeting just sort of spinning it on the table. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it, it's such a serious crime. Um, neat ball thing i have a youtube short explaining what they are they were just like a punch card so i guess allison has her own punch card <sighs> okay she's spinning it but it's the ball like the world that is spinning around her and she's trying to take no, she's she's spinning a ball she's just she's just spinning it um who does who was crispin beheading uh i think like lord darklin or something i don't know he kills a lot of people he goes on a real murder spree so Get ready for that one. Oh, you think that's Aegon? Oh, that could, do you think, I don't know. Maybe it's not his father's ball. It's hard to tell. Him and Allison actually dress a lot alike. Um, actually, let's get a zoom in on these fingernails. Are those Aegon's or <laughs> Allison's fingernails? Looks like a dude's hand. Okay, so maybe that's Aegon. That's fair. Um, neat, way to go. There's Aegon looking positively, he looks ill. <laughs> He doesn't, not only does he look unhappy, he looks like he's sick, which again, combined with the whole crown not really fitting him, 
and just and this is what I was talking about him and Allison looking alike. He's also wearing the chain across the chest thing, and he's also got the uh, the shoulder toggles or whatever. Of course, he added the actually he's basically dressed exactly like Allison. So yeah, way to go on that one. Um, light spoilers. <laughs> I don't know. They they've gone out of their way to make him look incredibly miserable and not fit to be king in this teaser, which I appreciate. Thank you very much. Um, let's see here. Where am I in my document? That's right, I made a document. And then as she's saying this, uh, Alicent in the background is saying, the victor will send the Iron Throne. He's already on the Iron Throne, so I guess he is the victor. Huzzah! And then we cut to Rhaenyra, and yeah, she her crown fits her head. She looks regal. She has nice warm lighting instead of the green lighting that Aegon had. Again, this is visual storytelling. It's telling us that the job probably suits Rhaenyra in a way that it does not suit Aegon, that he's been forced onto the throne because Otto's a dick. And that's kind of the only reason. Um, nice soft lighting on her. She doesn't look angry or upset in any way. It all works. It's all working. It does look like Sherard Way. That's right. Um, I'm not sure where this is. Um, could be Dragonstone. She doesn't leave Dragonstone a lot for a while. Um, could be. Victor will eventually ascend the Iron Throne. Allison, look up the term. Um, where is it? Situational irony. Have fun with that one in the chat. There we go. Allison, breathing and feeling regret. No shit. Bad idea as always. Allison should have never brought an auto back to court, but thanks, Laris. Uh, moving on from here. Cool. New sequence. Okay, so this is one that's been confusing people and me online. So this is kind of a big one. Grandiose, important part there. Notice the grandiose music. So we've got character with, looks like a fishing rod with a dragon flying overhead. Now the question is, is this this atom of hull? Um, mild spoilers, I guess. Actually, yeah, this is a, it's, it's a pretty big spoiler. I don't think it's Nettles. I think this, I think this looks like Adam of Hull, Adam or Alan. I forget which one. Um, but it is an important scene because that dragon is Sea Smoke, who no longer has a dragon rider since Lanor broke up with him or her. I forget which one. So Sea Smoke needs a dragon rider. Mmm. Grandiose music playing. Guy with a fishing pole looking at a dragon. I sense something is happening. And then see smoke flying away. And we got a bunch of dudes in a forest. If you look at their shields, um, we got the Darklands. We've also got the Rosbys. I don't see the Stokeworths, which tells me this is Rook's Rest. You know what Rook's Rest is? I'm not going to explain it. It's an important thing. Um, it's going to be... Okay, so I'm going to explain parts of it. <laughs> it's a big battle. That is, that's not really like a spoiler or I guess in a way I'm not going to tell you like who wins or who's involved although that will kind of become evident in a little bit but um yeah so a bunch of dudes marching waiting for dragons is basically how that ends up going um Alan or Adam so these dudes are about to die most likely because they're just sort of walking waiting for a dragon to kill them rip yeah you can see the Darklands split shield down here. You can see Stokeworths. And we got some dorks from the high towers back here behind them. 
So you can see they're doing the classic maneuver where you throw the guys you don't care about in front to die while the high towers walk behind them. Um, so yeah, that'll be awesome. The map intro, they actually should bring it back for this season because it's going to bounce around quite a lot. We're going to see a lot of different locations. I mean, not just from like spoilers, which I haven't really seen that much of, but like just knowing what happens, the leaves Dragonstone and King's Landing very quickly. Um, yeah, those guys are screwed. Then we get another Black Council. We got Rainy stalking. There is no war so hateful to the gods. I'm going to say the whole line as a war between kin and no war so bloody as war between dragons. Fire and blood. Woo! Roll credits on that one. Um, so when this is, is kind of confusing because Damon left. I believe he left already on Caraxes. Um, might be coming back from Hall or something like that. Where's Rook's Rest? I believe it's in the Crownlands. Is that right? Yeah. Look up Rook's Rest. Don't look it up if you don't want to know what happens. It's it's a big it's a big thing. Yeah, it's in the Crownlands, the seat of House Staunton, uh, north of Duskendale. A lot of stuff in the season will happen in the Crownland, which is the area around King's Landing. We don't really it's not really a thing that came up a lot in Game of Thrones, but it's gonna come up a lot now because these guys are the primary vassals of the Iron Throne and also Dragonstone, and they have a lot of um they have a lot of split loyalties, whether forced or by their own volition. And so lots of stuff happens. Does Damon roll his eyes at this scene? Let's let's roll this back. Does Damon roll his eyes? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Get out of the way, Corlys. I think he's just blinking. I don't think he's rolling his eyes. Um Yeah, there's a they have a lot of meetings. And the decisions they make, much like Luke going to Storm's End, have some flaws. Uh, then we have Rainy's continue to talk. We have Corlys. Corlys exists. Um, so fun fact about Corlys: not only has he lost Lainor and Lena, now Luke is dead. Who is who he was grooming to be the next Lord of the Tides? That's not going to happen. His brother's now dead. So Corlys is kind of looking around for like who is going to inherit my lands, and this ends up being a pretty big problem. Because after Luke is dead, uh, it's either Jace, who in theory, or at least in the line of succession, is next in line to the Iron Throne after Rhaenyra. And he pro you probably don't want him taking Dragonstone, the Iron Throne, and your land. So it would probably go to Prince Joffrey, the youngest of Laenor and Rhaenyra, but actually Harwin. And he's pretty young. And Corlys and Rhaenys are not, so... He's looking around for the next heir or perhaps giving auditions to people. Um, that will become clear as the season comes along. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you do, you know what's up. Um, the other problem that we're going to have with Corlys is that you remember the triarchy? How he beat the triarchy? Uh, yeah, no, they're not gone. They just gave up on the stepstones and they hate Corlys. And they really hate Damon. Um, there's going to be a lot of problems with Corlys this season. And most of them of his own doing. So way to go on that one. But they just want to remind you who exists. This one's pretty interesting. Um, so this is Damon at Hall. There's a weirwood tree behind him and he's swinging his sword. Um, so what's really curious about it is what is he doing? 
it looks like he's executing someone, or at least that's what the scene makes you want to think he's doing. He's not wearing his armor, which he would be wearing when he landed. So what's he doing here? Um, there is a thing in the books where he slashes the weirwood like 13 times or something like that, but you can see the tree is well behind him. And from what, what I remember, um, he doesn't, he doesn't kill anyone at Harrenhal, um, which is where he said he was going at the end of the season. He's going to take Harrenhal, then talk to Lord Tully in order to get the Riverlands. So what's going on here is a little curious, especially because I think you can see Black Sister, or Dark Sister is still in his, he's swinging something. Hang on a second. Fast forward. So I'm pretty sure that's Dark Sister still in his pommel. So what's he swinging in front of a Weirwood? Um, this is something I've talked about a lot and with Lara Strong and the influence of the Weirwoods and especially Hall and the Isle of Faces and how they end up having this very strange impact on the Targaryens as they come around. And Daemon in particular is somebody to watch um, because he almost seems to get obsessed by Hall and the Weirwood in a very strange way. He spends a lot of time there. Um, it's, it's a little bizarre. And it's, and it's one of those things that um, I, I talked about in some of my videos about the impact of the Weirwoods. And it's like, um, if they can fake dragon dreams and if they can send dreams to people. Um, and Damon is obviously a Targaryen. So in theory, he could have prophetic dreams. He could have dragon dreams. He's so close to the Isle of Faces and the Weirwoods and the Weirwood rafters in Harrenhal would he start visions and dreams and stuff like that? Because this is very odd behavior from Damon. Um, oh, is that his dagger? Okay. I thought that was Dark Sister's pommel, but I could be wrong. Even if it's, it is Dark Sister, he's swinging. I don't know what he's swinging at because he doesn't really do that. Really just at, at the weirwood itself. So um, I may be hyping up something that never happens, but considering they gave a lot of magic and dream stuff so far to... Um, Viserys and Helena, not impossible that something's happening here with Damon. That would be kind of cool. Especially, um, actually, I'm going to save that one for a non-spoiler thing. Uh, but yeah, watch out for that. I don't know what's going on here. This is probably going to be something totally innocent and I'm making no something out of nothing. But they have shown him in Weirwoods quite a few times already this during this show. And there's got, there should be a reason for it. So watch out for that. Um, so this one is kind of, oh, kind of a cool sequence. So we have a repeat of Damon in season one. There's the scene where the iron throne is empty and he walks up to it and sits in it. And we have Aemond, who is basically his doppelganger doing the same thing. The iron throne is empty and Aemond is walking up to it with sort of, this look of like he wants it for himself. Um, once again, highlighting the parallels between the two characters, how they are almost like how much Eamon kind of wants to be Damon, but there's no way he knew about that. So he's just kind of like recreating the scene on his own, which is um, the two of them are, you know, parallel lines throughout the, less, the rest of this thing. Stormbrand Damon. Well, it's, it's, his name is just, you, you take aim and you put the D at the end. So that's it. That's the difference between them. A nice little, um, trick there from wish. Uh, so this one is from the, the North. Obviously we see snow on the ground. 
Uh, we see dudes in big furry cloaks. We see torches. Um, this could very well be the Starks. We know Jace is on his way to Winterfell to meet Cregan Stark, a guy that will be a big part of this war and a big part of the story to come, um, but has been introduced late. They name dropped him uh, in episode 10. Rhaenyra said that he's about Jace's age. Actually, if you go and look at um, their social media, the two actors have been hanging out a bunch, which is uh, just kind of fun. Um, I never saw Damon walking up to it, just saying, yeah, but he obviously walked up to it and, and sat down. But you get, you get what I'm saying. They're doing the same thing. Um, obviously, that scene is being put here to remind you of when Damon obviously did that. Um, I think it was Rainier that actually did the walk up, but he didn't talk <laughs> to the Iron Throne, you know? Um, so what's going on here? This could be... Men could be like a hunt or something like that. This could also be the Night's Watch. Um, there's definitely a lot of big shaggy black cloaks from the dudes around the side. These could be like prisoners or something like that. This could also be the Winter Wolves, which, you, which would be pretty cool. Um, not quite sure. We haven't really seen a lot from the North, but they'll be making a, their entrance this season and a lot next season. So that'll be good times. I don't remember the Night's Watch having a big part of this part of the story. It's mostly Jace and Cregan, but um, could go either way. I mean, the Winter Wolves are definitely a thing. Um, they take quite a while to muster, and they take even longer to make it down towards uh, the rest of Westeros. So Night's Watch, Winter Wolves, maybe. I don't see Jace among these guys. So actually, I guess I, I would say probably the Night's Watch or the Winter Wolves is more likely. I don't see Jace's goofy hairstyle, so probably not him. Let's see here. Let's keep going. Let's roll through this. All right. So this is one that's confusing everybody online. What's going on here? Um, at first, myself and others thought this was Alice Rivers, um, a member of House Strong that will be coming into the limelight this season. But nope, it is Alice at Hightower. Um, she is standing in front of a large body of water. She is um, in a nightgown of some sort. It looks like um, her face looks wet, like she just took a swim or something like that. Um, not quite sure what this is because Alicent, as far as I know, shouldn't leave King's Landing. A lot of people have thought this is the God's Eye. I think this is too small to be the God's Eye Lake. Um, this could be the Blackwater Rush. We do have some reeds and stuff, some reeds and stuff down there. So that could be what's going on. Um, like the other side of the Blackwater Rush from King's Landing basically has nothing on it except fields. So this could be the other side, like King's Landing's behind her and she like went for a swim or something like that. Don't really know. Uh, respectfully looking at Alicent in the dressing gown, looking great. Yeah, some people have said a dream too. Um, I've seen that. Um, it's, it's unclear. There is a river. There is a river she could take a, a dip in if she wanted to right there. It's not impossible for that to be a thing. It's just like, I don't remember anything like this. But then again, that's the nature of adapting basically an outline of a story into a narrative. You're going to have to make up stuff too. Could be a dream. Definitely could be a dream. Could also be the Blackwater Rush. Um, I definitely don't think this is the God's Eye. I mean, it's really not big enough to be the God's Eye, but also like, I don't even know how she would get there. Very curious. Um, she's also looking quite mournful and sad while this is happening. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of tragedy coming for 
Allison Hightower, as is everyone, as war is, you know, bad. <laughs> Post certain event, egg, watch it, watch it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It could be a lot of things. Then we cut to Rhaenyra on, with Cyrax, and we have what looks like sea smoke and somebody standing in front of sea smoke. So Cyrax, Rhaenyra, oh, hang on. You can't see Cyrax. Cyrax, Rhaenyra, somebody, sea smoke. So one of the primary things that's going to happen during the war is there are a lot of unclaimed dragons. Um, there's Vermithor, there's Silverwing, there's sea smoke after Lanor's death. Uh, there's also the cannibal, gray ghost, um, sheep stealer, and I feel like I'm forgetting some dragon nerds sound off in the chat. There you go. Um, I forget. I feel like I'm forgetting a wild dragon, cannibal, sheep stealer, gray ghost, vermifor, silver wing, Bela claims moon dancer. I think that's all of them. But anyway, so there's un, unridden dragons and therefore there are writers for them or writers come forwards. Vagar is not unclaimed. Uh, so people need to get on them. And then once they do, they need to decide who they're going to fight for. Now, Damon said at the end of season one that all the dragons are on Dragonstone. So that gives them an advantage. So if you're going to try and get a dragon at this point, you're going, you're going Rhaenyra and the blacks. So that's probably what's going on here. Somebody <laughs> using context clues, uh, takes sea smoke and decides who they're going to fight for. It appears to be Rhaenyra. Oh, you're just listening all that. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just the three wild. I felt like there was four. Um, think, probably think of the ones cannibal ate. Ah, oh, cannibal. Gonna be a video about cannibal. Um, interesting scene because this also calls back to another beach scene with Rhaenyra and somebody else. So at this point, I feel like that cat's out of the bag. All right. So moving on. Um, here we have the dragon pit. Cool. So this is one of the most haunting images they've put into the, the teaser. It is everybody who um, instantly had their heart broken, including myself. This is Helena wearing a funeral veil. Um, this is the point where everyone in chat puts in emojis that mean certain things. I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you want to look it up, it's called blood and cheese. I suggest if you don't know, you don't look it up. Um, it's, it's a very well shot image. Um, one of the worst things George has written. So yeah, that's, that's not going to be great. Um, it's a lot of stuff going on in King's landing at this point. Um, so this one is, this looks to be, um, dudes riding through the forest. These appear to be high tower men. I'm guessing considering that's what we saw. All the soldiers we saw previously were high towers. Maybe one of them is Kristen Cole. I got tricked on the last teasers uh, from season one. I didn't realize it was Rhaenyra and um, Kristen. So I'm going to guess again and say Kristen is here because why not? Uh, here we have things on fire around soldiers. So, you know, dragons have obviously entered the fray uh, while dudes are dying. There we go. Things getting lit up. I like how my face got brighter from the flame of my monitors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is again, probably going to be Rook's rust. Um, big old battle there. It's going to be the centerpiece battle. It's going to be like battle of the black water. It's going to be like battle of castle black. 
uh, Battle of the Bastards, that kind of thing. They will have spent a lot of the seasons setting this up, and it would be incredible to watch and horrifying at the same time. Think back to um, the battle at um, with the crab feeder in season one, where that was basically the only sort of battle sequence that happened, along with the other stuff with the step zones. That's what we're going to do here. Going to give it the old Game of Thrones model. Set up one huge episode with a lot, a lot of um, impressive and horrifying things. So that would be cool. Dudes are dying. Get wrecked. You, sir, in particular, you are getting destroyed. Rhaenys finishes her line. This one's actually kind of interesting because we see Rhaenys counseling Rhaenyra. She's saying this to her, which implies that she's telling Rhaenyra to surrender. Um, there's no war so bloody as a war between dragons, and there's no war that the gods hate more than a war between kin. So I am guessing Rhaenyra is either warning her about what's about to happen or maybe saying, like, maybe surrender. Like, this is not going to get better for us. There's no way, even if we win, the costs will be gigantic. The dragons really just make everything that's going to happen so much worse than it has to be. Like, Civil War dudes with swords is already horrible enough, as we've seen in the main books and Game of Thrones. This is a Civil War with dragons attached. Um, gonna be horrific. And a lot of wisdom here coming from Rhaenys. I'm guessing what they're also what we're sh being shown here is that Rhaenys is going to sort of step into the parental role for Rhaenyra. Um, they already sort of had that relationship. They've been sort of talking since the early seasons with Rhaenys trying to drop a lot of advice and Rhaenyra going like, uh-uh, Rhaenys. They rejected you, not women. And it's like, mm, okay, good luck with that one, Rhaenyra. Um, but they have continued to clash and it really seems like sort of a mentorship role is going to be happening here between the two of them. Um, oh, hey, Gabby C. I actually caught a live stream. Yeah, I'm excited for the new season, too. It's going to be a lot of fire and blood, to say the least. Um, also interesting that the subtext behind this will also be the fact that Lane, that she thinks Lanor is dead. He is obviously not dead. Lanor has shaved his head and gone off to who knows where. But um, that may be something they now sort of bond over in a way that they have both their sons and also Rhaenys has obviously lost her daughter Lena too and now her grandson and you can just sort of see the Valarian family tree going up in flames also lost her brother-in-law so this is like the war hasn't even started and the house of Valarian has gotten wrecked in a tremendous way in recent years so unsurprising that Rhaenys has given this advice um here we have uh Bela on Moondancer she is Yelling at things, cool, good yelling. Uh, it looks angry yelling, not like, yeah. I don't think she's doing that one. <laughs> I think she's like actually upset, um, but you never know. Context is hard to see from like two seconds of a clip. Um, she is, music intensifies as she is yelling. Here we go, go back to King's Landing. There's gonna be, this is uh, some sort of riot going on. I, I know what the riot is for. But this is going to be a running theme throughout the rest of the show. Um, as I said, a lot of the fighting stems around King's Landing itself. And much in the same way that we saw in the latter season of Game of Thrones, the people of King's Landing sort of become a pawn piece to use for the people at war, like happened kind of between Cersei and uh, Danny. They are not 
treated as really anything other than a resource to be used against each other. And obviously they don't like that, especially they don't like being a dragon battleground. So as things continue to escalate, um, riots and common people fearing for their lives causes them to intensify like the music. Yeah. So going to be a lot of those. Allison's running away from something with the Kingsguard. Somebody has gotten to her, has grabbed her wrist. Um, shades of the riots in uh, the early seasons of Game of Thrones. Like they are not, the royals are not prepared for this. They're trying to fight each other. And it turns out there are like half a million people around them and they're unhappy about it. Um, Fantasy Haven says, Bela seeing the aftermath of a certain battle could be. Um, she's just kind of screaming a lot. Um, it would make sense. There's lots to scream about in this season. People will be very unhappy. Egg Six, do you think Lanor have Lanor in it again? Uh, I haven't heard anything about him showing up. I don't even know how they would do it. Um, it would be a drastic change for the plot from Fire and Blood. He does show up again. That's why a lot of people are just like, I guess he's just off the show because it would be a tremendous change for him to show up again. Some people were like, oh, maybe he's going to show back up as this character, but the casting has shown that probably not that's going to happen. Um, yeah, no spoilers in the chat for um, what what's going on, why there's a, a riot and stuff like that. Just know that um, this is going to be a lot more common. Civil unrest becomes a major part. So here we have the hated brackets. Screw you guys. I hope you lose at one, two, three. Don't like you guys. House Blackwood forever represents. Oh uh, yeah, these are three dudes from House Bracken. This is gonna be a big part of the war in the Riverlands. Um, I talked about this in my video about Wilm Blackwood, about how Rhaenyra accidentally kind of got their feud going again. And as is tradition for the Blackwoods and the Brackens, they end up on opposite sides of a war because they always do. One of them picks us, hey you, I don't like you. I'm going on the other side. I don't even like those guys. I just hate you. And that's kind of what ends up happening here. Um, Brackens and Blackwoods is something that was really excluded from Game of Thrones. Um, it shows up a lot in A Feast for Crows and A Dance with Dragons. And um, it obviously we see here that Ryan Condal and his team have uh, committed to showing us a lot more of that rivalry. So we got three young lads from House Bracken. They're drawing swords on each other. The other side of the screen, there will be Blackwoods. They will be killing each other. Um, just make sure, I want you all to understand, you have to boo them. Whenever they're on screen, whatever they're doing, you must boo the Brackens. It is the moral and correct thing to do. They suck. Boo them. Blackwoods forever. Screw the Brackens. Let's get some boos in the chat for the Brackens. Thank you in advance. Um, <laughs> the OG rivalry in Westeros. These two houses. These guys are going to hate each other. It is going to be absolutely brutal showing this rivalry on screen. They didn't even really show it in A Song of Ice and Fire. We just saw like the aftermath of it. Seeing these guys actually fight and how much they hate each other and the generations of feuding between them is going to erupt through a bunch of young guys swinging swords at each other, which was, again, a big part of my Will and Blackwood video. They have no choice in it. This is, they've been born into it. So that it has just become their thing. It's going to be awful. Thank you for the ghost. Way to go, Jess. Yes. Seconds before getting stomped by a Blackwood. 
correct, Hag. Let's go House Blackwood. Um, here we see a bunch of dudes getting absolutely destroyed by fire. Um, I mean, it could be obviously it's dragon fire. The question is where uh, the other battle scenes look to be during day. So not really sure who's getting burned here. Uh, this could be Dragonstone. Um, as I said, there's wild dragons <laughs> waiting to be claimed. And you know what? People try and claim them. Guess how that goes. It goes like that. Because as it turns out, the dragon bond and the reason that you can claim a dragon is pop, seems to be mostly magical, like bloodline related, like the whole thing where like Drogon sniffed. Oh, Targaryen. Cool. High five, bro. Oh, good to see you. I haven't seen too many Targaryens around. We're bros. Dragons and Targaryens. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Drogon. That's me. Um, <laughs> that, that tends to happen a lot. Um, I imagine they will do the sniffing thing again. They've, uh, they've done that before. They did that with Vagar and Aemond where they can like smell the Targaryen or the Valyrian blood on them. It ends up, you know, claiming a dragon goes as well as you would. Think. Um, people get killed. They get burned alive. <laughs> claiming dragon sucks. There's a reason most people don't do it. And that's actually part of the reason that Rhaenyra gave all of her sons dragons instead of having them claim like Vermithor or Silver dragons of Jaehaerys because they are huge and they are angry and they are scary. Whereas raising a dragon from the egg is in theory a little safer, but yeah, good luck to these guys. Um, looks like you're getting burned alive not a lot of luck left for you. Anyway, rip, <laughs> uh, Damon on Caraxes wearing his armor looks to be in some sort of cave which is a little curious. I don't remember Damon being anywhere near a cave in this part of Fire and Blood. So this also makes me wonder about Damon's magical mystery tour, if this will be a real thing. Um, there's a lot of like blank space in Fire and Blood about what he does during this time. It's a sort of like, and Damon was off doing stuff. Uh, this could just be Dragonstone itself. This could be him arriving back or leaving or something like that. But Damon definitely could be going to weird places that nobody's expecting. Cool armor. Way to go, Damon. Uh, you and Caraxes are doing great. Uh, yeah, we all know what this one is. Um, if you know, you know. If you don't, this sucks. Um, obviously, that's Queen Helena, Aegon's wife. And that is a dude with a knife. So span the emojis. Don't look it up if you don't know what it is. If you do, this is a heartbreaking scene. Rip and chat. Rip for Helena. Oh, actually, well, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, here we see Kristen Cole being a murderer again. Um, killing this guy by slamming him with a helmet across the face. Unusual move for Kristen, who continues to murder after murdering his beautiful hair. Um, really embrace the heel of the King's Guard. He he just he likes hurting people now. He has decided to become the daemon of the King's Guard. Just just straight murdering. Just hurting everybody in his path. <sighs> Kristen, I say this is all the love of my heart, my dude. This isn't this will not get Rhaenyra to love nor Halison. This will just kill a lot of people. I know you aren't real, and I know you can't hear me, but this rage will not be sated by cracking this guy with the Helmet as cool as it looks. It's not a morning star, is it? I'm gonna feel like a fool if that was a morning star. No, let's roll this through. 
His signature weapon is a morning star. Oh, I'm gonna skip past this real fast. Swinging back. Helmet. So he kills this guy with a helmet, or he's trying to, not his morning star. Um, yes, the hair is a war crime. The war crime of the Dance of the Dragons. <laughs> Making Fabian Frankel cut his hair. How could you? How could you? Just straight murdering that dude. Uh, here we have a rider and a horse going flying. That sucks. You are also dead. Wait, right there. Right there is where this guy's life is basically over. Definitely his leg. His leg is breaking under that horse, but like, boom, hits the ground. Deadsies. Uh, here we have one of the Cargyle twins. He is furious and swinging his sword at somebody. Um, somebody also in armor. Interesting. Um, not going to spoil. I, I know what this is. Many others in the chat will too. Um, it will be interesting to see what the truth of it is. Uh, there's like four different versions in Fire and Blood of what actually happens. Apparently we're going to get one of them. Um, can't tell if it's Eric or Arik, because you can't tell the difference unless you know who, which monarch they're standing next to anyway, because they're twins. Um, I hope they remove Jason and Raina's hair. I want Jace to get a good haircut. They made him look like such a dork in the first season. Like, what was that? Jace is a cool guy. And they made him look like cool. Not a good look, man. I had that look. It wasn't any good. Why did you do that to him? And I think they even asked him about it. Um, Harry, what's his name? And they was like, oh, I didn't realize it looked that bad. And people were like, why did they choose the haircut? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't look like such a dork. But yeah, Eric and Arik, um, whichever one this is, they are fighting somebody. This will be cool. Um, or not. Could go either way. Um, anyway, moving on. Eamon's so angry. Arr! That's what he looks like. Yeah, that's true, Egg. He has, um, the actor, Jace's actor, actually has fantastic hair on his own. It looks exactly like the wig that they gave, or the real hair for, um, for Harwin Strong, his father, and they made him look like a complete dork with a bowl cut. I don't really get it. Um, they should have just let him have his natural hair. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, Eamon is super mad, uh, riding on Vagar. This is kind of his default state when he's riding Vagar these days, just... Just super angry. Look at him. He's whipping that thing. He's doing stuff. And then we get Rhaenyra on Cyrax. Implication here is that if you look at the skies behind them, that they are flying at each other. I don't believe that's true. I don't remember when Rhaenyra and Aemon face each other. I mean, maybe this is part of Storm's End when she's apparently going down there uh, early on in the season. So maybe this is part of it. Um, this looks like could be the same outfit. Hang on seconds. Let's go back. Is that the same outfit? <laughs> Roars. Looks like the same outfit. So, um, I don't think this is the same scene. This is, I think this is the same thing as the fake out with Allison and Otto, that these are in different places. Um, mostly just from, I remember what happens somewhat. This would be weird if they actually did, but not impossible. This could be an interesting change if like, Aemond is still in around Storm's End when she gets there on Cyrax. That would be kind of cool. I would actually like to see that. That'd be an interesting change. Um, she looks very angry, so roars. It's her roaring. Look, it's Rhaenyra roaring. You can tell from the captions, which are there, roaring. Um, <laughs> remember I said this wasn't going to be a long stream? Whoopsie-daisy. And here we have... I'm just going to let this one run. <laughs> just because it's kind of funny. <laughs> Vagar's just so big. <laughs> like... 
Woo! Yeah, I'm gonna time this one. So comes on screen at 56 seconds, roars, flies for six, seven seconds. So uh, Eamon, that's obviously flying Vagar. Um, <laughs> I think this is a super interesting scene to put at the end of it because I mean, number one, it shows just how big Vagar is. Like they've had trouble with scale for her most of the season so far. This is just like, holy shit. As she flies overhead, you can see Eamon, the speck on her back, but also just like really big and sluggish and not quick. She's just kind of meandering her way across the sky. I'm sure she's actually going fast in the sense that she moves pretty quick in like a general sense, but her motions are like, kind of like a small, like a David and Goliath kind of thing where it's like, this is analysis, <laughs> you know, um, there's no quick motions to her anymore. She's old, she's huge and it's impressive and she's incredibly destructive. But we saw that Arax at the end of the season before Arax got exploded into piles of meat was basically able to outfly Vagar and could evade her and a little bit of what's being shown off here. Um, just so big and so ponderous. Chris Batista, Joe Magician is back. I so much am. How's it going, buddy? Um, those big wings with holes in them, just kind of 747ing her way across the sky. All she wants to do is go watch Jeopardy and make soup and just chill out and talk with her church friends, her dragon church friends. Yeah. Uh, that's a thing. And instead she, Eamon keeps going like, oh no, war crimes, we got mine, we gotta go kill people. And she's like, oh, come on. I don't really want to. He's so, he's so full of anger. He wants to kill people and Vagar's like, oh, all right, fine. Oh. Just a huge old cranky dragon that doesn't really want to do anything. And um, this is something that sort of got brought up early on in season one and continued through it, where part of the reason that Otto felt that they had a real shot at winning and making the um, backs back down from a succession war is that like, they were just like, that Vagar, she is humongous. She's the biggest dragon and biggest dragon means everything. And it's like, in a sense, it does. You, most of the time, the biggest dragon wins. That has had, like, the only other time the dragons have really fought was Magor when he killed um, the crown prince Aegon, I think, or Aemon? Aegon? On um, Quicksilver, I think, was the dragon. And Balerion just absolutely killed the shit out of it. And just, like, ended that war in a second with Magor. But that was, like, a hundred years ago at this point. Valerion, even back then, was not as old as Vagar is now. He was bigger, but there, there's a lot of years on Vagar, and it's not quite the I win button that Otto thinks she is. Yeah, it's like a, a turkey vulture compared to a sparrow or crow, or like an eagle, like a bald eagle versus a much smaller, or even not even much smaller, but something smaller, more agile. Um, you want Allison's feet? All I can offer is Vagar's feet. Take a look at those babies. They are horrifying. But this is definitely an impressive shot. Roars, just roaring as she goes overhead. Yeah, she is not an eye win butt. And I think 
they didn't really show that as much in episode 10 of season one, where she just kind of came out of the clouds and clipped Arax, and that was kind of it. This is more a demonstration of what she's actually like when she doesn't have the jump on a scared baby dragon. Um, so, and I think that is it for the teaser. I think that's everything I got. Uh, oh, actually, no, I got something else. So characters that should have, that might be in this, or I know are going to be in season two up in the teaser. Let's go down the list. Cregan Stark, all the Blackwoods, Alice Rivers. Laris is not really in this. He has the one scene where he's holding the cane and Allison's talking to him. For a character like Laris, that is a tiny amount. Um, he has a much larger role to play as he did in season one. That's not going to stop. Uh, as I said, the Blackwoods and the Brackens, their war feud is coming to a head. We saw the Brackens already drawn swords. Black, the Blackwoods on the other side. Going to fight it out. Um, Alice Rivers, who I will make a video about. If you've seen stuff in, in the past about how strong that I've done, she makes a big part of it. Um, I won't say exactly what because spoilers, but Alice Rivers, a bastard of how strong is a important figure and not shown anywhere in this teaser. Let's see here. Who else? Uh, Lady Jane Aaron. So that's going to be an important one. Uh, Jace's mission is he's going to the Vale to get the Aaron support because Rhaenyra herself is an Aaron through her mother. And then he's going on to Winterfell to convince Lord Cregan Stark to join their side as well. So Lady Jane Aaron is the ruler in the Vale. Nowhere in here. Um, obviously, Daron the Daron, the um, younger son of Allison and Viserys, nowhere to be seen. Um, nor his dragon, because he is a dragon rider. Curious they left him out. Maybe a surprise for more teasers or more full trailers we go. But he's a character that's going to need introduction. You're not going to recognize... If like, you show Daron to somebody in a teaser about the backstory, you're going to be like... The hell's that guy? That's basic. So I'm not sure if he's going to show up in any of the teasers or the trailers. He may just show up on the screen and then be explained, but you never know. Um, Daron has been cast, so I'm pretty sure he's in it. Um, but yeah. Uh, Celine Gilded, how far in the dance do you think they're going to get? I think they're going... Normally in the second to last episode of the season, they have the climax and then they have the fall off. So I think episode nine or eight will be... Oh, wait, no, there's only eight episodes. So, like, episode seven will probably be Brooks Rest, and then the next episode will be the wrap-up from that going into the next season to keep you on the hook. That would be my guess. I have no uh, knowledge about where that is. I know no um, spoilers other than what's in Fire and Blood, so that's just my best guess. Um, other characters missing. Uh, Lena. We saw Bela, but no Lena. Um, oh, not Lena. Um, Reyna. Reyna of Lauren, nowhere to be seen. Tyland and Jason Lannister, completely missing from the teaser, which is interesting. They shouldn't be, but uh, Mysaria the White Worm. Um, most people have figured out that no body, no dead. And we saw Mysaria's mance go up and probably coming back. Uh, but nowhere in the teaser, this is probably going to be like a Jon Snow thing where they're going to be like, oh, she's totally dead. And then they're not going to say anything. She's going to show up and be like, oh, my Saria, how did you live? But she's just going to be alive. Maybe we should be deformed or something. Um, Gwen Hightower, we have Allison's older brother. That's right. Allison is not an only child. She has a brother named Gwen. He may have been the Hightower knight in the opening episode. They got absolutely dunked on in the joust. Um, assuming that guy didn't die. 
but yes, her older brother, Wayne, should show up at some point. Um, obviously, we have the Dragon Riders. So um, actually, I don't want to name them because it will kind of give it away. But those there are going to be people that try to claim dragons and some of them succeed and some of them will not. I think we only saw the ones that failed in that scene where they were getting lit up. Um, so a bunch of those guys and gals should show up. And uh, last one is Simon Strong. So after the death of Harwin and Lionel Strong, Laris is the Lord of Harrenhal, but he doesn't rule it. He leaves that to his cousin, Simon Strong. Um, he's been cast as well and unclear where he is. Uh, did not show up here. He may have been in the background in a lot of the scenes of Damon running around Harrenhal, because that's where he is, obviously. So between Simon and Alice Rivers, those are the two remaining strong characters other than Laris that will show up somewhere on the screen. Um, trying to think of who else. Oh, Sabbath Frey. Yeah, she... Depends how far they get into the Blackwoods. Um, there's a lot of Riverlander characters that should show up. Um, especially since we're being shown the Brackens in the teaser and the casting of some of the Blackwood characters. So a lot of characters come from there. The lads, the lads themselves, um, the lads and their boys. Am I forgetting anybody? I don't think I am. But then again, I've been talking for like an hour and a half and I haven't done this for like a year. So entirely possible. This has been kind of a scuff stream. If you ask me, Ooh, yeah. um, let's look at the chat. Um, HBO is going to reboot Game of Thrones. I doubt it. They would need, they've been cutting shows left and right. I don't think they're going to reboot it unless like things start going better for the studio. Um, I think we'll see House Rain. I think there was a redheaded guy next to Aegon. That could be a, a Rain or a Connington. Might be a Rain. They're not deadsies at this point. So um, Zeb says, when are you going to get the Joe Magician in Deep Geek stream collab? to take down Alt-Shift-X and Glidus. I've been on Indie Geek a lot of times. Um, I don't know. I can talk to Robert, see if we, we... He might be streaming right now. I don't actually know when anybody's doing anything. I was just like, I'm going live at 7. Woo! It happened. Um, to take down Alt-Shift-X and Glidus. Uh, I don't think with our strength, me and Robert, take down Alt-Shift-X and Glidus. I don't think we'd take down Alt-Shift-X. Never mind Glidus. Um, those saucy Australians their crazy crocodile dundee humor and their accents how do you that i just don't know uh let's see here red rob rivers yeah damn okay um red rob rivers you got well willem blackwood you've got um black alley blackwood and you've got ooh. also there should be a whole bunch of um tullies that happen take part in this war um so if you're a big fan of house tully from the main series they didn't show any of them but they will be showing up um yeah ben jacob blackwood bloody ben will be showing up too um, tony went live oh cool um <laughs> but after i love these these vagar jokes you guys are killing it um but i think that's probably it for the stream um i doubt i'm gonna make a produced video because these things are inherently silly on their own it's like not a lot of footage and i extracted everything i could out of it and i still felt kind of ridiculous doing it anyway um plus i got the aim and thing i'm gonna be working on so this may just end up being like the entirety of the teaser analysis you get from me 
Um, I don't have an editor or anything to pull this down into something okay for YouTube if it doesn't get demonetized on its own. So um, maybe some Twitter stuff. Let's see here. So let's do some promo stuff before my voice completely abandons me. I haven't talked this much in a while, just like straight. Um, oh, are they going to change the names of the team the Sesame Street characters? They are, I hope, keeping the Sesame Street characters. Uh, they're named after, there's like Grover and Elmo and stuff like that. It's fantastic. Way to go, George R. R. Martin. Way to make important characters in your story named after um, goddamn Muppets and Sesame Street characters. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so what's coming up? Uh, so I talked about it a little bit at the top. We got the Eamon video and a whole list of other stuff. Some House of the Dragon prep sort of things and some uh, just ideas I've had in the back of my head for a while that I want to put to video and get out back out there again. I will be making stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, threadless. So if you go to joemagician.threadless.com, you too can get yourself some of the only House Blackwood merch in existence, along with the Bug Girl Helena thing and House Strong stuff. Um, and all the other stuff is still up there. So if you want to check that out. Also, I didn't really make like a good announcement about this. This is probably a good time. Um, I turned on memberships on my channel. So it's basically the same thing as Patreon, except it's here. So it'll be like the same sort of benefits. It's like those early you get like cool little badges next to your name in the chat you get like custom emojis and you get to support me doing this stuff so i like have more time and um more resources to do it and if you just enjoy it so um there's like a little join button somewhere down here probably you want to check it out um basically the same thing as patreon i don't care what people use. if if you want to support me either one's fine um, I just know that Patreon's been annoying <laughs> for a while because they like had a lot of problems with switching over their billing service and they like canceled people's stuff and completely screwed up paying people and just like made a lot of hassle. So um, I've just made them both available. So, you know, either way, good by me. Um, I don't know what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, I think that's about it. I'll see you guys again, I guess, when some other content from House of the Dragon that is interesting enough comes around. I don't think I'm going to do like the, the video um, follow-up Q&A things much anymore. Maybe in the future. Um, I don't know. Most people just say what they already want to say on a in the comments of the video or they send it to me on like social media and stuff like that. Um, but maybe I could just like, I don't know. <laughs> It feels like if I did a stream just to respond to people's comments, that would be come off as like kind of mean, but I don't know. Maybe they'll come back if there's enough interest for it. Anyway, um, this will not be it. We've got about seven months till House of the Dragon goes live. So let me see more of this based in the future. So anyway, everybody, you have a good night wherever you are. Um, and enjoy those 75 seconds of things that happened on the screen. And especially, especially that storm